0: Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately, we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Stephen Coe. Stephen is a world-class speaker with a heart of purpose, a born encourager that seeks the kingdom of God with servant leadership. He's an international speaker and life coach. His heart's passion is for people to live their purpose and to know the love of Christ. He's been in ministry for over 20 years and he wants to use God's word to encourage you, strengthen you, and also challenge you. Stephen, it's an honor to have you here today.
1: Well, Matt, thank you so much. It's It's an honor to be here. I'm so excited for what God has in store.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, it's it's not every day that you meet somebody in Brazil and, uh, you know, on a bus, uh, on an international ministry trip. And so um, we'll see where God takes it today. But I'm very excited because the things that we've already experienced in a, a brief period of time, I think we've already seen incredible things. And I think we're going to continue to see incredible things going forward. So tell me a little bit about your reflection. Uh, again, we, we just got back recently from mission trip to Brazil. Give me your thoughts on, uh, on what that looked like and uh, what that did for you in general in life.
1: Yeah. So, so Matt, uh, as you know, um, it was such a powerful experience uh, just going there and seeing the people of Brazil and such a hunger that they had just to, to want more and you know we both witnessed so many miracles uh, with people walking from wheelchairs and people with deaf ears hearing, blind eyes being opened. It was just incredible. So it's just brought back, uh, Matt, for me, just a whole new hunger. Like we were talking before, of I, I, I want more. I want to see more. You know we're called to to walk in that authority, to heal the sick, to to raise the dead, to cast out devils, and so. I, I want more and I want to I want to see more of that happen. And, and I want to encourage people and build people up and let them know who they are in Christ, their authority and their purpose and just living that out wherever they're at. So
0: I agree completely. And it's uh, as we we're talking about, it's it's hard to come back from an experience like that, to see people that are so open to God moving in their life. And, and so aware that that God is capable of doing whatever. And then you come back to the States and, you know, you're sharing some of the testimonies and people are like, oh, that that's pretty neat. It's like, no, this is amazing. You don't understand what God is capable of doing. And, you know, I, I don't know how that man, Florenzo, I have no idea how he was able to walk with his feet upside down and turned inside and you know, no toes. I, I have no idea. Now, I was praying that the Lord would make his feet straight. He, his feet never got made straight, but he walked all across that auditorium and he danced, you know, in front of everybody in the Lord. So we don't have to uh to figure it out. God's plans are always better than ours. But yeah, it was definitely life changing for me as well. And had you been on one of those trips before?
1: I had not. I I had, had been on mission trips before. I've been on trips to to speak and, and to do some other things but just to, you know, Matt, just, there was such an anointing in the atmosphere and I have never experienced something like that. And I think with that, so many miracles came. And, and I, you know, when I saw Florenzo walking, it was just, boy, it was the, the most amazing thing, which, you know, the, the supernatural should be natural to us, though. That I mean, it was amazing, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be amazing. That, that's what we should be walking in day in and day out, wherever we are we we should be we should be seeing people walk and you know like i said deaf ears open and blind eyes open because we've been given that authority to command that healing in jesus name so
0: yes absolutely absolutely and it was it was my first trip it will not be my last uh i'd been on another mission trip prior but um it really do more local outreach things of that nature here in birmingham but It definitely stoked a fire inside of me that I want to see those things that we saw in Brazil. I want to see those everywhere we go, because that is what happened with the disciples. And and as followers of Jesus, which is what we are, we're disciples of Christ. So it should be expected in any situation, no matter where we are. And so that's, that's what I'm going to continue to go after as well. So you've been in ministry for 20 years. And how did that get started, and and what has that looked like?
1: Yeah, so so great question, Matt. And and so you know, I, I reached a place in my life, actually being very successful, having everything of the world, but just an emptiness inside me that I wasn't able to, to fill. You know, it happened quite a few years ago, about uh, about thirty years ago. And so, but I reached a place. I had a, a neighbor that kept uh, inviting me to church, <laughs> kept giving me that invitation, and that was the neighbor that that you try to avoid. Uh, I was trying to avoid. You know, I would try to hide when he would come out, and and finally, you know, I took him up on, on his invitation. And actually, it was it was a very powerful experience of how things kind of took off for me, Maddie. It was, um, you know, they were the pastor was talking that they were going to actually do kind of a sit down at at an abortion clinic because they, they were telling about things that were happening and. You know, I, I, I didn't really take much in at, at that moment, but then they were, they put out an invitation to, to be a part of this. And, you know, my heart just said, my mouth said yes. And so I showed up to be a part of it. And this is something that I had never done before. And so experiencing that, but what happened during that time is um, I was sitting outside and they, they would come. And, um, you know, I, I, I experienced a tremendous pain that I've never experienced before. And so I ended up actually going to the hospital in the process, but actually, uh, through that met a woman that was next to me that I told my story to, uh, of what was going on. And she was actually scheduled to have an abortion. And so it was just something that, I mean, she just started crying right away. And I I thought I said something wrong. I said, you know, I don't mean to offend you. I'm sorry. And she was just like, no, what you just shared with me, she goes, I'm not going to, to, to move forward with what I was going to do. And I, and Matt, I just saw the power of God. and, And here I wasn't, I wasn't close to God at all. I was, you know, I would go through the motions and kind of check the box Um you know with my prayers and stuff and um but I didn't have that relationship with him and I, I just love how God just you know just pursued me and so I, I just tell people it's like no matter where you're at it it's it's okay. God God wants a relationship with you. He wants to pursue you. And so that just took off, you know, from there I just saw the power of God and I just started, you know walking more in that but it's only been within probably the last six or seven years that i've just had this fire stoked inside me and i've just uh you know just uh realized just the authority that i have and and to walk that out and, and to know who i am and and whose i am in the process and so
0: well that's exciting and you know first of all i i can attest to being that person who's successful and thinks that they've got it figured out but still uh searching you know where where you're achieving the things that that the world tells you is going to bring fulfillment and yet fulfillment never comes and you know that there's got to be something more um you know that was me and you know it was 2016 for me where I encountered a living god and I realized like god has been there the whole time I'm the one who's been you know distant, I'm the one who's been running in the opposite direction. And when I just turned around and realized he was right there, you know, supernatural revelation that he gave me during a prayer and fasting season, January of 2016. And you know once you experience that that God is is real, that God is for you, that God wants that relationship with you, you know, and, and you start to see him move in your life and the lives of other people as you start to walk out the things that he's called you to walk out, you know, there's nothing greater. There, there is no greater fulfillment that you're ever going to find. And I deal with successful people all the time and they will tell you over and over and over again, it does not matter how much money they have. It doesn't matter how much stuff they have. If they don't have him, they don't have what it takes to have that true fulfillment. So I've been in those shoes as well. I'm thankful that, you know, he 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 was always waiting there that I found him. He didn't find me, I found him. He was pursuing me the whole time, like you said. And um so once you you had that realization, how did you start to look at life differently? How did that affect, you know, all aspects of your life, especially over these last 6 or 7 years for you?
1: Yeah, so so another another great question, Matt, but, um, you know, for me, it it was just realizing I was so self-focused on, it was always about me and what I could get and what I could achieve. And, and it really switched my focus. It it became more of how could I, how could I help others? How could I affect others more? And I just felt my heart, um, you know, just really transition in, in that place. But, um, you know, it, and it and it all came from. I, I want to say too, I, Matt. I couldn't do this on my own ability, and so for for so many years, I tried to to be more loving. I tried to be more kind, and and that would work for a season, until I found out that that you know I wanted that. I needed more of a relationship with him, and it was that intimacy that was formed, and everything came from that place. And so as I spent time with him in the secret place, and Matt just letting him fill me up you know, and I call it living from the place of the overflow, as I was able to live from that overflow of love and, and peace and kindness and gentleness, that was all just a byproduct. And I, and I started seeing people through the father's eyes, Matt. I started just having a, a compassion where before I had judgment and I was, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, critical. It's like, it just changed my heart. And I just had such a love for people because this is, it, it's all about love. And so as I as I allowed him to fill me up with everything that he had, um, that was just the overflow that came out to whoever I encountered. And and that's just been spark sense. I just have love for people and I just want to encourage and build up and just, you know, help people have that that closer relationship with him and then live out their purpose.
0: Wow. A lot of uh, a lot of similarities here. Uh, I was an extremely selfish jerk and. I really thought that, um, you know, life revolved around me and I was very short tempered, you know, very, um, you know, why don't people just do this? Why don't they just do that? But no grace whatsoever. And um, when he changed my heart, you know, not only did that focus shift from me to other people, extending grace where grace had been extended to me. You know, seeing them the way that that he wants them to be seen, not just how they are currently. Uh, you know, being able to speak life into people and and speak, you know, hope into people and encourage them that you know they are capable. They may be walking in tough situations right now, but you know they are capable of of doing more and being more. Yeah, it's it is amazing when when we get out of the way. And we let him do what he wanted to do from the beginning. Uh, you know, it it really is exciting because the cool thing is when you start to serve other people, when you start to love other people, you start to see things, you know, dramatically improve in your own life. It, it's a, you know, it's a supernatural byproduct. You know, we we think again, the world programs us that it's all about us, you know, have this mindset of where we're going to hold on to everything that we've got and just hoard it and accumulate and do all these things. And and the more you do that, the better it's going to be. But but really the opposite is when you just give yourself away, you give what you have away, you know, you just continue to pour out. And and the word says those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So, you know, you you just continue to, you know, live out of that overflow and you just see all kinds of amazing things start to happen. And it's it's so much better. But most people are, are doing the opposite because the world is constantly programming them the opposite of God's word. So, you know, in that the last six or seven years, as you've really caught this fire, you know, what does that look like as you're wanting to share this message with other people Uh, How are you sharing the message and and what does that look like?
1: Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, so much of of my life has always been about striving and performing that. That's what I've done. And even with my faith, I I was also striving. I was trying to perform from God. I was trying to be good enough. And I think the thing that really set me free is knowing that I could be at rest, um, living from a place of rest and what he's already done. And so, so much of, of my, of my journey has been, and I, and I experience this with other people that I talk to, I I hear, you know, people that I'll talk to and they'll say, well, I, I just need more faith. I just need to build my faith up and then I'll see more happen. And, and I share with them that, that, you know, the word says that we need faith of a mustard seed. And so, uh, you know, you don't need a lot of faith. You need a very small amount of faith The, the, the thing that, that maybe you should look at is, is do I have unbelief inside? because I believe it's the unbelief that blocks us. And so I share that message. You know, what, what other messages are you taking in? Are you taking in messages from the news, from certain TV programs, from certain people you hang out with? Because it's the unbelief that will block God's power. It's not faith, because a very small amount of faith is needed. And so I share with people that, you know, from that place, that really faith is just believing what God's already done through grace. Cause there's nothing that we can do to earn it. So I call that a place of rest and everything comes from that place of rest. And I share it with people cause I, I run into a lot of people that, like I said, are striving and performing and trying to make things happen. And, and it's, and it's religion to me. It, it's not relationship at all. And so I let him know that that he can do it as, as you rest in what he's already done. We're not trying to get God to do anything. So many times I run into people and they they say, Well, I'm trying to get God to, you know, to, to heal this person. It's like, no, he already did that. When when you know, when he said it is finished, it, it, it covered everything. There wasn't a question mark after that, Matt. There was there was a period, it is finished, and it's covered everything. And to live from that place that it's already done. And so you know, Matt. I just keep my message very simple, and I, I, I just live from the overflow. Is the place I live from. I can live from a place of rest with what He's already done, and my job is just to receive that and then to help others receive that in the process.
0: That's awesome, and I, I do think that that is so important. Um, you know, living in the Bible Belt. You know, everybody here is a quote unquote Christian, and they. Um, Yeah, they all believe and they will tell you that you know they have faith but you know it's interesting because most of them have not read the word of god and and i was guilty of that i grew up in church you know ran away from god at 18 until you know 37 ish and um you know got back in church probably 27, 28. So there was a good 10 years where, where I was just running in the opposite direction. But, you know, I couldn't tell you what the word of God said outside of John 3, 16, and, you know, a handful of other foundational verses that you learn in Sunday school, because I'd never read it. And, And there's so many people that they go to church, if they go to church, that that's the only Word that they get. And in a lot of churches today, they're not teaching a lot of God's word on a regular basis. They're teaching, you know, various principles. They're teaching uh, self-help, they're teaching all of these other things, but but they're not actually reading from God's word on a regular basis. So these people aren't getting the word even at church. And so then when you share stories of what God's doing, well, I don't know if I don't know if that's God. Well, have you read the Bible? You know, because God performed miracles in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, through Jesus, before Jesus, after Jesus, you know, Peter, Paul, other disciples, Elijah, Elisha. I mean, that over and over and over again. Well, God doesn't force himself on him. But really, tell that to Saul. You know, Saul was going to persecute Christians and got knocked to the ground by the weight of God's glory, blinded. And then once his eyes were opened. That's when he became Paul and said, hey, maybe I ought to follow this Jesus guy, because that's supernatural. The the religion that I had was doing nothing for me other than making me a miserable human being. So there's a lot of people that are burdened by religion, and there are a lot of people that don't want to go to church because of religion, but Jesus was about relationship, and the Holy Spirit is about relationship. And once you have that, you know, it, it's so much different and it's, but but you've got to read the word of God in order to know what the father's heart's like. You can't just take another man's, you know, uh, perspective on what the Bible says. You know, that, that's good that you're getting some reflection, but you've got to hear from God's heart for yourself, you know, read through the word, get Holy Spirit to reveal what the father's saying to us. It's, it's so important. So as you're having these conversations with people uh, you know, and, and you're encouraging them, you're challenging them, you're, you're helping them grow um, you know, how much better are their lives after uh, they get to know that the father and they get to know the son and they get to know the Holy spirit. What, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. And, and so Matt, it, it's just been incredible to, to see just, I mean, so many people are trying to make things happen, like I said, and just to get to that place where they can actually not have to strive so much. And so I always, like I was, like I've been sharing, I always talk about, you know, just start from a place of, you know, of spending time with him in the secret place and just, just see how that alone will transform. Because so many people, it's, it's a routine in the morning. I got to do all these different things. And I tell him just to just to start off and just just to be with with your father like he like he wants to have that time with you. And I'll hear people say, well, you know, I'm trying to find God. No, you don't have to find God. He's already there. He's waiting for you in the process. And or I'll hear people say, well, I'm tired in the morning or I get distracted a lot. And I tell him, your father doesn't care if you get tired or distracted. He just wants time with you. And, you know, I I just look at being a father. My kids. You know, when they were little, they, they got tired in my arms, they got distracted, but I still wanted that time with them. And so I tell them as they have that that time with the father and as the father fills them up in the process, and you just spend time just loving on the father t- to live from that place. Say, you know, I like to use the word effortless, Matt. It, it becomes effortless. I just walk out wherever I'm going and it just, it just fills my heart up. Whatever's inside my heart is going to come out. I, I can't fake that. And, and I heard you saying too, you know, I was one of those people where I knew God's word in my head, but I didn't know it in my heart at all. It sounded great, but did I really believe it? Did I live out the promises? And, and also, I go back to the authority. So many times I, I hear people talk about spiritual warfare, and, you know, they talk about the devil is really attacking me. And yes, I, I want to blame the devil for as much as possible, but a lot of times it's us. We're not taking our authority we've been given that authority to, to, you know, to, to rebuke things, to not, you know, we're told to take every thought captive. And so, you know, Matt, I, I, I try to keep it as simple as possible and just, you know, having people just experience it. I notice that once they, they kind of let go of things and just, you know, know they can come from a place of rest. It's like, wow, like this is, I really feel connected to the father. I feel this closeness. And I think that that uh, kind of provokes something inside of them to, to want more. Like, like, how can I, how can I live this, this out more? How can I encourage, how can I, you know, heal the sick? How can I do these things? And so it creates that, that it kindles that fire inside of them.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and I think that when people do spend time with him, first of all, you can't spend too much time with him. And we've all got 24 hours in a day. We've all got seven days a week. We've all got 365 days a year. How you spend your time is based on your priorities. And so if you spend time with him in the morning, you're making that a priority. And if you don't, you're not making it a priority. But when you make that a priority, the more time you spend with him, the more it'll become a greater priority because the more refreshed you will be and the more you'll realize Like, I need this on a daily basis. I don't just, it's not an afterthought. It's the first thought. It's I get to spend time with my father first thing in the morning. He wants to spend time with me. He's going to share his heart with me. I get to share my heart with him. And it's just a constant conversation. And it doesn't just have to stop there. You, You spend time with him in the morning, but you go throughout your day. And sometimes he does give you something to share with somebody else that's right in front of you. Or he's just revealing stuff to you throughout the day. And you've got the opportunity to share those things with people, and then he gives you more, and then you share. And you know, it, it is just an ebb and flow. But it is out of rest. It, it's not striving for perfection. It's spending time with a loving father who wants to give his children good gifts. Again, yes. that's all in His Word. So, um... <laughs> and that
1: and, and I don't want to leave the secret place. I'm in the secret place, and you know, at first it was like I don't have I don't have much time, and I was always watching the time. And now, Matt, I I don't want to leave that place in the morning. It, it becomes I love what you said. It becomes a place where it's like I'm not going to visit. It's like I can't go through my day without spending time with my father. This is the foundation of everything else, you know. And, and I believe even as as we talk, you know, people talk about ministry and, and wanting to do different things in ministry. You know, Jesus says what what you do in private, he'll reward he'll reward you in public. And I believe that's that time in a secret place. Everything flows from that place. So
0: I think that, you know, this this season that we've been in for the last, I don't know how long now, almost two years, uh, you know, so many people have been isolated in their homes and You know, what if everybody that was isolated at home, all they did was, you know, they got in the word and they got in worship and they prayed and they really just focused on who he is and and who he said they are uh, versus most people uh, they've they've gotten at home and they've watched the news 24-7. They've stayed on social media 24-7. They've listened to, you know, all kinds of garbage. Uh, you know, they're constantly going to the CDC's website versus, you know, looking at the word of God. Uh, You know, if people would fill themselves up with truth versus filling themselves up with the world, the world has no hope. I mean, just the bottom line, it's death, destruction, rinse, repeat day in, day out. I mean, and I've got clients that are older, that are retired. And, you know, I can tell the ones that all they do is watch the news all day, and and oh, everything's so bad. Hey, turn off the news. Why, why don't you open the Word? Why, why don't you turn on some worship instead of the box that's lying to you on a daily basis? Like they're telling you what they want you to hear and what they want you to believe. You know, I'm just telling you that there's so much better that is out there. There's so much better that is available. Even if you're in your home, you set the tone in your own home, and you get to determine. You're snared by the words of your mouth. And if you're speaking, everything's terrible. It's going to be terrible. You know, if you're speaking, hey, uh, God's got more for me. God's got plans to prosper me. God's, uh, you know, got plans not to harm me. He's got hope and a future for me because the word says that, you know, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I am healed in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus. You know, speaking these things over yourself. And, and partnering with Him versus, oh well, the, the news tells me that I'm not supposed to be around my family right now. The news tells me I'm not supposed to celebrate Christmas or, you know, any other holiday for the next, you know, however long. You know, the CDC guidance has changed over and over and over again. God's Word has not changed once, ever. It has not changed. It will not change. It is solid. It is a firm foundation. When you build your life on that. You aren't gonna be running around in a lot of different directions trying to figure out which way to go. It's a clear path. Stay tuned. We'll have more Living Life On Purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and in Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heaveninbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. So you're in California. Your yes. situation and my situation You know, state of Alabama, state of California, polar opposite. Uh, So whereas we're surrounded with quote unquote Christians, uh, you're surrounded by a lot of probably more unbelievers. So from that standpoint, you know, your light shines even brighter because there's a lot of darkness. Uh, But what does that look like over the last, you know, this this whole COVID season? What does that look like for you? and, And how has that impacted your ministry for good or bad?
1: Yeah. And so the, I, I would agree, it is polar opposites of, of where we're at. But, um, you know, Jesus called us to be the light. And, um, you know, Matt, that, that's what I do. And, and I hear so many times people talk about, you know, revivals coming, and, and we need to prepare for a revival. I hear that actually out here in California. And, you know, the thing is, is revival has to start with you. It has to start with with us first. And so when I have my heart changed, that, that's the start of a revival. And so, you know, it, it's just be in that light. And, and I love what you said. It's like the, the, the lightness, uh, you know, light shines more in darkness than ever. And so I just spend my time with him and just fill up with him. And, you know, as, as I walk in that light, it, it's amazing how many people are are drawn to me. Uh, they're drawn to Christ in me. And they'll ask me questions and, and, you know, I think that's the place it comes from. Sometimes we, we try to make it so complicated where it has to look a certain way or people say, you know, I hear a lot of times people say, well, you know, I'm not going into that area because it's really dark. Well, and I say, you know, that's the place that we're called to. That's the place that we should be going into more. Like, like I already have everything that I need that's inside me right now, you know, wherever that may be. I love what Jesus said. He says, I only do and say what the father would have for me. And Matt, that's how I, and that comes from a place of intimacy. When I hear my father, I do and say where he calls me, wherever that is. But I go back to, it's all about love. You know, it, it, you know, love is what's going to change a person's heart. Love is what's going to open up a person's heart. That's what's going to draw them to the Father. And I love what you said, too. You, you, you fire me up, Matt, as I listen to you. I just, I get so fired up. But I love what you say about the power of words. I just did a talk on the power of words. And I hear so many people and what's coming out of their mouth. Well, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm really tired today boy, this is going to happen. And I asked him, I said, you know, look at the power that's coming. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Jesus talked about that when he spoke to the fig tree, he cursed the fig tree and it, and it died. And, and I asked people, I'm like, what is coming out of your mouth? You may not even realize it, but you're giving life to things that, that have, that have no, you know, that, that have no life at all. You're, You're giving death to things, basically, if you're not giving life. And so I I really help people, as you say, you know, help them see what are they speaking out? Are you are you speaking God's promises? Because Matt, the truth is anything that is opposite of God's promises is unbelief. And so that's, you know, I, I share that with people and they're like, well, the, you know, the doctor's report says this may happen. I said, what does God's word say? I keep taking them back to God's word. What does God's word say? Anything opposite of that is unbelief. And and that's why Jesus told the disciples, he goes, it's because of your unbelief you can't do this. It wasn't, and this is when they were casting out the demon. He didn't say that they, they had cast out demons before, but what happened is they let unbelief come in in the process. And so Jesus says it, it's the unbelief that blocks God's power from coming through. And so I think it's all about, you know, be in that light and just wherever I go of, of the foundation of just being with him and everything else is is a byproduct of that. I, I believe when we when we walk that out, we don't even have to say things at times. I believe when we' when we carry the presence of the Holy Spirit and we walk that out, I believe healings are happening around us. I believe addictions are being broke off people. I believe hearts are, are being pulled back to the Father. I believe marriages are being restored, but we do have to, to go out you know, Jesus tells us to go out. And so we have to go out wherever that may be, wherever he tells us to go. But that can only come from a relationship with him, the intimacy, because he speaks to us in that whisper. And for me to hear it whisper, I have to, you know, I really have to, uh, you know, tune in. You know, I I know my wife's voice really well. And you know how I know that, Matt? Because I've spent a lot of time with her. She can whisper and I'll know it's her voice. But if I haven't spent time with her, I don't know if it's her voice or not. And so I believe it it, it all comes from that place of, of just, uh, you know, it goes back to him and spending time with him. So.
0: (laughs) I absolutely agree. And, you know, you, you mentioned the, the doctor's reports doctors are good. You know, doctors are, are good people. You know, I'm not opposed to medicine, but God has the final say period, you know, and there's so many people that will immediately partner with a doctor's report more so than they'll partner with what God says about their situation. They will immediately get a diagnosis and they'll share it. They will, you know, tell everybody that they know that this is their diagnosis. Uh, they immediately take the prescription and, and, you know, however many different prescriptions there are, they immediately, you know, do the medical procedure, whatever that medical medical procedure be, before asking their father, hey, what do you say about this situation? You know, we saw tumors disappear in Brazil there were people that said hey i've got these tumors under my neck and we prayed and they disappeared there was a woman who had a tumor on the outside of her skull and prayed and it shrunk you know it pain scale of 8 went to 0 like jesus heals and i'm not saying don't use a doctor but i'm saying why don't you go to your father and ask him what he says you should do versus immediately trusting whatever doctor there is and and immediately doing what they say. Like what if you went to the father every day and said, Father, what do you say about me? Oh, father, I went to the doctor and they gave me this report. What does your report say? And it's interesting because I was talking to, you know, a friend and um and I was telling her about the the tumors shrinking. I said, I know that sounds crazy. She said, no, that's not crazy. That that happened to me. I, I had a tumor and before they went in to, to do surgery, like it was there, I could feel it. And then through prayer, you know, it was gone before they went in to, to do the surgery. So, um, you know, th- these things happen over and over. And again, I think in America, you know, in Brazil, when somebody gets healed, they immediately grab a friend and they say, hey, pray for my friend. And then that person gets healed and then they go grab a friend and they say, hey, pray for my friend. And there's a multiplication effect that takes place. In America, somebody gets healed and they immediately like, well, I don't want to tell anybody because that could be weird. And that robs God of his glory. God is an amazing God. He is full of love and he is for every single person on this planet. He wouldn't have sent Jesus if he was not, but he sent Jesus to not only bring salvation, but also bring healing. It is finished at the cross. That's already taken by his stripes. We are healed not possibly healed. We are healed. I had a client that was in my office last week and he said, uh, you know, I, I think my my wife, she, she's been acting uh, real, real strange. I, I think she may be on too much medication. And I said, well, how many medications does she take? She said, he said, about 20 pills a day. I said, you think that could be part of the problem? Like there's no way of knowing all of the interactions that those medicines are having, having on these people. And and again, like they're, they're going and they're, they're seeking medical advice. And you know, There's nothing wrong with, with going to a doctor, but just ask your father first. You know, he has great things for you and possibly he could heal you in an instant and you wouldn't need any one of those 20. So I, I just I think that uh, if we would seek him first, seek the kingdom first. Above all else, we would see a completely different situation. And I believe, you know, again, I've experienced revival in myself. You know, I can't tell you what's going on with the rest of the world. There's a lot of crazy people out there, but, but I've experienced my own revival over the last two years. It hasn't been a season of, of desperation from the standpoint of, oh Lord, I don't know what's going, it's, hey, father, I trust you and, and I may die but I'm going to live until I do, you know, and first of all, I don't think I'm going to die from this. Um, But, you know, I'm going to Brazil. Oh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous in Brazil. It is dangerous in Brazil. Sounds like a place that needs Jesus. You know, so when, when we trust him to live is Christ, to die is gain. And if we truly believe we get rid of that unbelief, then we know that the word says that, that he has already prepared a time for us. You know, so when that time comes, there's nothing that we can do to stop it. And, and when it's not our time, there's nothing that we can do to advance that. So uh, that's what I believe. And that's what I continue to pursue. But that's a so lot of action. people think I'm crazy.
1: <laughs> no, that's so good. And I just think about Paul and all that Paul went through when he encouraged all these, you know, the churches of Corinth and Ephesus. And he did all this and he was in prison at the time. And they say, by all accounts, that he was in sewage. So he's in sewage. He's been beaten. He's had all these things happen to him, but he's encouraging. He, he's writing letters to it, you know, to the churches to encourage them. And as I spent time with God, just just some revelation, I'm like, you know, how is Paul able to do this? And, and and I think it's two things, Matt. I think first of all, he knew the Father's love. Like like the Father's love just wasn't in his head for so many years. The Father's love was just a nice thought in my head. It's like the Father loves me. But then when it got into my heart of like, wow, like how my father sees me, how he feels about me and just how, you know, how much he, he wants that relationship and that, and that intimacy with me. I mean, that transformed me, Matt. And I believe that's what happened with Paul. That, that was part one. And the other part, you know, with Paul is, is he knew his purpose, Matt he knew what his purpose was and so many times we're not clear on our purpose we think our purpose is all these other things you know that 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 don't have any meaning no our purpose is is to encourage is to build up to edify to you know to speak into to share the gospel to heal the sick to raise the dead to cast out demons that's our purpose yes. everything else is a byproduct that comes from that place and so many times i hear people doing all these other things and i'm like no li- live your purpose paul paul experienced such a, a fullness and a joy even in the midst of circumstances i'll hear people talk about well you know once my circumstance gets better and, and i get it i get hard circumstances i'm not minimizing that but Paul was experienced, I think, some of the hardest circumstances anybody ever could. But that didn't stop him. That didn't stop him from, from doing what he did. And he was the one that says, you know, this life is, you know, if, it, if it's time to, to, to go and be with the Father, I'm ready. But if not, I want to keep doing what he's called me to do. And I think if we can get that passion and, 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 that, that, and that fullness in our heart and live from that place, you know, wherever we go. It's like, that's what's going to change lives. That's what's what's going to impact people. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Now you got me fired up. Yeah. It's it's just, it's so
0: important that that if you're out there and you are struggling, and and again, I've been in, you know, very difficult situations before. I know how hard struggle and, and trials can be, but trials develop perseverance. When you're in a trial, there's no better time to get closer to God you know, it was through trials in 2015 and 2016 that I grew in my relationship with God. I knew that if I did not surrender everything that I was facing to God, there was absolutely no way I could do these things in my own strength. And so from that standpoint, you know, trials are amazing gifts. And and when you're in them, it's hard to recognize that. And again, this isn't uh, feel-good gospel that you hear uh, in a lot of places, uh, you know, God just saved me out of the trial. The reality is God will get into the fire with you. You know, just like he did with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he came into the fire. They were unsinged. There was not uh, a single hair that was burned on them. Only the the shackles, the the things that were weighing them down, the things that were tying them up, those were the things that they got burned off. So in a difficult situation, a difficult season, that is the time to draw near to the Lord and he will draw nearer to you and you will experience more of his peace and more of his presence than you ever could have otherwise. And in all of the things that I walked through, 2015, 2016, some of 26, uh 2017, know, that was exponential growth for me in my faith. That's when I started developing relationship with the father. And there was a peace that surpassed all understanding. And I would not change a single thing that I walked through because I wouldn't be the person that I am today now if I hadn't experienced all that. So when, when life is rosy and everything's great and you know, you're not facing any extremely difficult situation, then you start patting yourself on the back and you start thinking about how amazing you are. When everything's going crazy, then you realize I really have no control anyway. And you surrender what you thought was the last ounce of control to him. That's when you can fully see, like it was all an illusion to begin with. Like I thought that that if I did all the right things, that it would somehow work out. And the reality is God's plans are bigger. God's plans are better. and you know, I'm just telling you, uh, struggles are real, but but God is greater than your struggle. So surrender to Him and you will experience the amazing hope and, and you know, the sooner you do it, the better off life will be. So uh, well, Stephen, I have really enjoyed having you on the show today. It's been an awesome time having conversation with you. Uh, how can people learn more about you? And, uh, and get connected
1: with you. Matt, I've enjoyed the time with you as well. You know, I thought I was on fire before I, I started talking to you, I'm, I'm on fire more. You, you've stoked a, a fire, just a, a greater fire uh, inside me. But people can reach out. I, I have my website livingingodsfreedom.com but I'm also on Facebook, Instagram. And so, you know, Matt, I always just say, um, you know, I wanna be there to to help people and to support people as well. And so, you know, I just always tell people to reach out however I can help, however I can encourage and build up people or, or whatever it may be. Uh, just reach out to me in one of those uh, you know, various uh, formats. And, and I would love to connect.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we hope that if you have a friend that needs encouragement that you would share with them, you can follow us living life on purpose on Facebook, And then Living Life On Purpose Always on Instagram. And we hope that you enjoyed it. And we will catch you again in two weeks.